Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Counselor caught up in two sex stings has been arrested for a third time. I'm Mike Marilla. Another bomb threat at Howard University this morning. Campus leaders speaking out. My numbers show Maryland students are struggling in science. I'm Michelle Morello. How symptoms of long COVID are impacting workers. It's one o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth. I'm Steve Kathan. The Justice Department cites probable cause for its search of former President Trump's Florida estate as a redacted affidavit has just been released. And the FBI says 14 of 15 boxes retrieved from Trump earlier this year contained classified records. 25 documents were marked as top secret. Legal analyst Jessica Levinson. What we have here, I think, in the beginning of the 38 pages is the background, right? How we got to point A. But what we're not going to see, and I I think for very good reason is what could happen next and the roadmap for where we are going. CBS's Scott McFarland says another Justice Department release goes into some detail about what was blacked out. Don't expect to see witness names or information that could lead to the identification of witnesses. The Department of Justice makes it clear they are getting rid of any information that would identify witnesses. That's the bulk of their explanation. On social media today before the release, Trump condemned the search, saying it was ordered by political hacks and thugs in his words. Fed Chairman Powell said today more large interest rate hikes are likely in the coming months as policymakers target inflation. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. The government says consumer prices were up 6.3% in July over a year ago. Inflation easing compared to the month before when prices were up 6.8%. The COVID-19 vaccine maker Moderna is suing rival Pfizer and its partner BioNTech in two countries claiming copyright infringement. CBS's Dr. David Agus. This is rather common when new drugs come out, is uh, companies sue each other, unfortunately. And so we'll see how this plays out in court, both in Germany and in the United States. With a western drought sending water levels plunging, discoveries have been made in Lake Mead. Bones found have been ID'd. The bones found in May belong to 42-year-old Thomas Ernt of Las Vegas, who's believed to have jumped from a boat and drowned 20 years ago. Coroner's investigators are still working to ID a man who was killed by a gunshot and stuffed in a rusted barrel, as well as partial human skeletal remains found in July and earlier this month near a swimming area. The water level at Lake Mead has dropped more than 170 feet, putting the reservoir at less than 30% of capacity since it was full in 1983. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Well, checking Wall Street right now, the Dow is down 620 points. The NASDAQ is down more than 300 points, and the S&P is down 90. This is CBS News. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. They offer customized financial planning for you, not just your assets. Learn more by calling 888-598-3966. 103 on Friday, August 26th. We are at 85 degrees, going to the low 90s today with scattered afternoon thunderstorms possible.
afternoon. I'm John Aaron. And I'm Gigi Barnett. The top local stories we're following this hour. There's more troubling news about a former Fairfax County Middle School counselor who stayed on the job even after being convicted of solicitation and prostitution with a minor. Now we've learned that he's in trouble with the law again. Darren Thornton has been arrested again, this time Virginia State Police say it's for providing false information and incomplete paperwork when he registered as a sex offender. According to the state police, he listed himself as unemployed after both of his convictions for sex crimes, but he wasn't unemployed. He was a counselor at Glasgow Middle School. Thornton stayed on the job for 20 months after his first case and only was put on leave after he was charged in a second sting in June. That's led to investigations into why the school system didn't know about the first crime. He was arrested both times in Chesterfield County, and this week police there admitted emails they sent to Fairfax County never went through because of typos in the email addresses. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. An overnight bomb threat at Howard University forced students in two residence halls to evacuate today. It's the second threat at the school this week. The bomb threat came in just after 2.30 this morning and targeted Howard University's east and west towers on the main campus. D.C. police and the university's Department of Public Safety evacuated students and conducted a search before giving the all clear around 5.30. We are well positioned uh, to effectively address all threats. Now totaling eight so far this year. Marcus Lyles, the university's chief of police, says he's confident Howard is well-equipped to reinforce safety measures. It takes a village, and our community has come together. The university's president issued a statement today saying in part, quote, we require extra resources directed towards solving this ongoing threat and bringing those who perpetrate its negative effects to full justice under the law. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Maryland students are having a tough time in science according to new test scores. This spring, 5th and 8th graders took the science portion of the Maryland Comprehensive Assessment Program test. Only 30% of 5th graders scored proficient, down 10% from last year. 35% of 8th graders were proficient, down a point from last year. But Maryland School Superintendent Mohamed Chaudhary recommends not putting too much weight on the scores as they came while children were dealing with a COVID resurgence. He's looking toward the future. Kids are rebounding. Mm-hmm. I predict our results are going to show that. But really, spring 23's results is what I want you to look out for. Locally, kids in Prince George Georgia's County fell below the state average, while students in Frederick and Montgomery counties both scored above the state averages. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. A judge has thrown out the COVID vaccine mandate that was imposed on all D.C. government employees, including police officers. The mandate is not legal. That's what a D.C. Superior Court judge has ruled, effectively throwing out the order that forced D.C. government employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine. The judge said that employees can no longer be punished for deciding not to get the vaccine and said that Mayor Muriel Bowser lacked the legal authority to impose the mandate in the first place. The ruling was in response to a lawsuit filed against the mandate by the D.C. Police Union. In a statement, the union's chairman, Greg Pemberton, called the ruling a significant victory. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Now, the mayor's office tells us it's reviewing the court's ruling, but will comply with the order as it continues to encourage the community to get vaccinated. Now to a major development in the effort to widen parts of the Beltway and I-270. A new American Legion bridge and a wider beltway in I-270 up to 370, including toll lanes, has taken a big step forward. The Federal Highway Administration has ruled that Governor Hogan's plan will not hurt the environment or displace homes and businesses. This clears the way to make the project eligible for federal funding. Montgomery County Executive Mark Elridge has opposed the widening, saying it will hurt the environment and won't solve the region's traffic problems. In Montgomery County, Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. And coming up.
A D.C. Community Health Day aims to help those in the area stay healthy this fall. I'm Valerie Bong. 107. Here's a highlight from James Yeager, the Vice President of Public Sector and Healthcare at CrowdStrike, on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange presented by Kerasoft. In our estimation, Zero Trust is not really solving a technology problem. It's really aimed at solving a business problem and helps to ensure or preserve favorable or intended business outcomes rather than kind of technology use cases at the 